Hey photographers, welcome to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm here to help you build a sustainable photography business. That means improving your photo skills, building on your business knowledge, and honing your marketing abilities, but it also means helping you work more efficiently so you don't get burnt out in the long run. We do try to bring the show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing. Again, photographersedit.com and Milu.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back with another Boca podcast episode, and I am joined today by a brand new guest, Ashley Kinney. Ashley, thank you for, uh, first of all, just being willing to make time for all of us today. We're going to actually dig into a really big topic, um, and, and I've already gained a lot of perspective from all that you've had to say. I, we should have, I told you earlier, we should have hit the record button <laughs> much, <laughs> much earlier, but I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, Hopefully it's insightful for business owners and photographers. Oh, it it will absolutely be insightful. I was already taking notes earlier as you were talking. So, I mean, this is going to be really great. But And we're going to get to that main topic here in just a little bit. Um, I want to give you an opportunity or actually give our listeners an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. First of all, what what market are you based in? I'm based in the Tampa Bay area, Tampa, Florida. Okay. Um, And... I shoot mainly weddings and portrait photography. Yeah. So my first question normally has to do with brand position. So I'm I'm actually on your Instagram account. For anybody who is listening in, of course, we'll link to this in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. But Ashley's Instagram is Ashley, just like it sounds, A-S-H-L-E-Y, and then Kanae, C-A-N-A-Y. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Ashley? Yeah, it's actually my middle name. My last name is Morrow, but my middle name is Kane. Okay, my my apologies. Okay, so but no, you're fine. I, that we're gonna put that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. and uh, in addition, of course, Ashley's website is the same thing, ashleykane.com. But on your Instagram profile, it says Lux Couples and Weddings. It it seems like maybe you're kind of focused on a higher end market there in the Tampa area. Yeah, I would like to focus on higher end weddings and events. So I don't do a lot of smaller birthday parties like, you know, backyard. And I, that's usually my style, my my family stylish doing a any type of party. Sure. But um, I've in order to make a living, I've figured out I have to go towards a cer- certain market Yeah. Um, in order for me to get what I need to earn what I need to earn in order to stay where I want to stay. And I like nice things. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, first of all, that's really funny to hear, but I, I also really have a lot of respect for that because, and this is something we talk about quite a bit on the podcast. If we're not intentional about where we want to go with our personal lives, then it's going to be more complicated developing the business model that we need to and want to you're already Definitely. clear about where you want to be personally. So it just makes sense that you're looking for a market that is going to support the lifestyle that you want. That's very intentional in nature. And I think a lot of photographers listening and might be able to take a cue from that. Um, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't that clear when, when I got started in wedding photography. Um, it, I mean, I went from shooting weddings for like, my first one was like 350 bucks and then went you know, way up to shooting in thousands, but I didn't do it with that kind of intention that you just described. And I think that's a really great example for all of our listeners. Yeah, every, I think everybody starts, you know, everybody starts somewhere and same like you, I started that way. And then once I kind of 
got into this whole got into this industry I started to realize that there are other photographers like me that are doing this full time and I was like yo what do you got to do in order to do this like all day every day and they explained to me what I had to do so I made sure I went and got the education invested in these different conferences and learned what I needed to learn in order to get to where I am and where I want to be because I'm still going in this this direction and I'm like okay if I need to learn how to do this I need to get into this type of group or uh, meet these people in order to just you know ask them questions get to know them in order to try to figure out what are the next steps for me Um, I've I've taken all those steps and I'm going to keep taking those steps. And I just really appreciate everybody. Appreciate you for allowing me to come onto this platform and, and be able to voice my journey and my thoughts on, and opinions on things. Oh, absolutely. Well, and speaking of conferences, we've been at at least two conferences uh, together, but I, I have to yeah. point out to everybody listening and you have got some of the most incredible energy that I've ever been around. Um, it's kind of one of the reasons I was excited about having you on the show today. <laughs> is that been, I mean, like seriously, your, your, your personality is such that like if, if other people are around you in the room, their nat- their energy is going to naturally be lifted up. Is that always been, I mean, how, how you have been, is that something that, Oh yeah. Okay. My family, my family is definitely like one of those, life of the party families like yeah. so we spread out whatever and when we're in one house it's like crazy energy so <laughs> i think i feel like i was raised like that okay. i've joked around my family all my life we've just been like if you're on my facebook page or even on my instagram like now things are a little bit more of a heavier topic but i'm sure. always joking around about stuff and posting memes and doing things like that like i don't really do any of the any of the hateful or any of the heavy topics up until now and that's only because i'm like this is something we have to talk about people like i'm like this this pretty stuff and i've archived things on my instagram and i hate it but i have an instagram manager like a social media we were talking about that late we're gonna talk about that later but i have a social media manager something i had to outsource and i'm just like i have to say something she's like i understand i was like i know the feed (laughs) (laughs) i know the feed needs to look pretty and all those things but i have to say this so i'm like posting things so I'm posting things consistently and I'm having an archive. I need to get like a personal Instagram public page uh, for these things. That I, I just feel like the impulse to post, post things all the freaking time. Well, but you know, there's something to be said about that kind of energy, which literally can lead a room. If, if you have the ability to do that within a short amount of time with a room of people, what you could do as a leader and whether it's a photography industry or, or otherwise, I think is quite significant because there's not, there just aren't a lot of people in the world that naturally have and not just have temporarily here and there like a spike of energy but like you maintain that energy you carry that around with you and it really is contagious that's that's i'm glad to hear that's good i like to dance and sing and and joke around that's just my personality and i love to connect people like connecting people with like my life like if i'm like if i know i'm not the right person for you i will say oh boom you need to go to so-and-so because they're going to get you right. Like if somebody's like, I need headshots in this lighting that look like this. I'm like, that's not what I shoot or this is not how I shoot, but you can go over here. I've gotten people that want maternity sessions with the dress flying and doing all the things with fairies. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, not, <laughs> with that's fairies. not what I do, but I know I got you, sis. I know somebody that can do that. Yeah. So I'll send them on. So I'm, I love to connect people and, I love to just, you know, feel people's energy 
and and that's I'm, I'm a lot about energy and what type of energy you um exude and i definitely when i met you i was like oh he's a friendly face and he's he loves to like you know you're, you're very you're, you're a great listener because i remember just I, i'm not a big i'm not a huge talker and like big conversations and things sure. like that but whenever i'm in them i notice that you are engaged in the conversations and you will ask questions and that's great that you don't hold back and ask questions because i feel like sometimes people will have in their mind their mindset on what they want to think hmm. and i'm like no they may or may not understand what you're saying I'm, and there's been a we're gonna talk about it later there's been this push for i'm listening and i'm learning or i'm silent or whatever and i'm just like no we need you to talk because this is a time where we need to understand, make sure that you understand what's happening. Yeah. And if you're silent, we don't know if you are picking up or if you're just turning off your Instagram for the rest of the, of the month. And that's why you're silent. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't laugh because obviously the serious, the topic itself is serious, but I laugh because of, I mean, the, the reality is that could, that could be a very convenient way for people to just take a break. Um, oh yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Like you said, we're going to get into that more detail here in just a little bit, but nonetheless, I I had to give you props for your energy because it it really is a wonderful thing. Don't ever stop that because it's it's just incredible. But I want to talk to you about customer experience. And this is another question that I'd like to ask the guests that come on the show just to kind of get everybody's take on it. Is there something in particular as a photography business owner that you have found has been especially important to creating really great customer experience for your clients? For my clients, for the customer experience, it's definitely the energy. That's part of it. With my photo sessions, I'm making sure that my clients look at the best they can, yeah. um, that they feel confident. I make sure to look out for things like their hair, outfit, their body, things that they, I'm looking at. Like if if I was taking this photo, I would want this hidden or if I would want this changed or my hair would need to look a certain way. I make sure to do that and that renews their trust that that kind of reupholsters their trust in me yeah. in a way because they're saying to themselves okay she's actually fixing me <laughs> and, and i would want to be fixed too if there was like my bra was showing or something like sure. things like that yeah. just little things like that that's how my clients say they love that about me when i'm actually shooting their photos because I'm, I'm i like to just fix things and i don't like there's always a saying you know fix it in post i'm like no we got to fix this right now yeah yeah there's leaf in the way i don't want to take this leaf out of all these pictures so we're just gonna move it now well i mean first of all you talked about energy and and as much as we talked about your energy i can only really imagine how great that is in a photography or a photo session context but it actually really makes a difference i've talked about this in the podcast before you know that the number of mm-hmm. like i've gone to workshops and i've watched photographers photographing a model at a workshop and and the number of photographers that just kind of say stay silent and just click 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 click. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> no, no, you got to bring that energy and excitement and, and make that person yeah. be, behind the camera or rather in front of the camera feel like you're excited to be photographing them. That you genuinely right. feel they look beautiful and and you're excited about how these pictures are turning out because it really for somebody who's uncomfortable in front of the camera, if they sense right. that energy and excitement, it makes all the difference in the world in their experience. Right. And and even the most talented model wants to be amped up. Yeah. Like you and it, they call it gassing them up. So if you yeah. even they want to be gassed up. Like you if you have a person that does not take pictures and then it, it may be the first time that they're taking pictures with their significant other, like professional photos, like their engagement photos, they need to feel like, Oh, we actually look nice together. There is somebody shooting us with a camera and they're giving us instructions so that we look good. She's fixing things on us, you know, reassuring us, giving us 
great pointers on how we can pose so that we look be- the best together. We're yes. going to use this for some cell phone pictures when we take some pictures <laughs> together at the party. Like, they're like they're, 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 the, I've had a groom tell me one time she was, we we're at the bridal shower. She talks so oh, I need to bend this knee and move this hip and all this stuff. Like she knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. it's helpful because we're, yeah. we're the professional we're the posing professional at the, at the time where we're taking those photos but i think the attention to detail that you're talking about actually highlights that you care about how they look which is something else that really helps set them at ease like you're actually paying attention to the details to make sure that the finished images look really great that they look their best and that can yes. help develop a sense of trust which makes a big difference down the road too yes i feel like I I want my clients to feel like they look the best. I have been photographing couples ever since I I think my first clients was couples. Like I've been photographing couples. And for me, because I've seen, I'm I'm a Disney child. So I've watched all the Disney movies and all the love stories. (laughs) So I'm just like, if this was my love story, this is how I want it to be shot. So um, that's the way, like I've always loved love and being able to be a part of these people's love story or my clients love stories it's like amazing for me so that's really cool and, and i had this funny picture in my mind too at the same time like you're talking about being a disney child like you at main street you're not just going to like walk down main street you're going to bring that energy and like dance down main street yes. at disney <laughs> <laughs> I will dance and stand on the poles and hang and swing off and (laughs) do all the things. If they had water, I could touch like a fountain. I would run my finger through it, all the things, but they don't have any water. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Talk to me about something really kind of a different, whole different note um, time. And this is, this is actually a topic that we get into quite a bit of the podcast because I think as business owners, like we're missing out if we're not creating a life for ourselves that includes a certain level of flexibility, freedom, free time as business owners. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's weird to me how many photographers, they'll talk about working 60 hours a week and they're up all night editing and this thing and that. And I'm like, where's the, where's the, you get to be your own boss and you get to do your own thing and you get to take this vacation and go spend time with friends and family. Like, where's that stuff? You don't really hear a lot of photographers talking about that. So I'm curious, how do you go about creating some of that freedom for yourself in your own life and business? I will block off time and sometimes I'll block off time with people. So that way I'm more, I'm being held accountable to like, no, you have to come because this is a group, this is a group thing. Yeah. Last year, I think I was at the cookout. Then I was at Hustling Hills. I went to LA with a group of photographers. So I was just out here in these streets and having fun and stuff like that. So it was a really great time. Then coronavirus hit. So I got my little traveling, my little traveling tail sat down. Um, and I went to some other places earlier on in that year, last year too, but I make sure to block off time. And even those times when I'm at those conferences, I make it a, like a mission to go out and go explore mm. space. I'm not working. I'll leave my laptop at home. Yep. And I've also started outsourcing things. Like I think the last wedding, actually the last wedding I had before, um, we went to quarantine was with your outsourcing company. Yeah. Yeah. I was with, it was a photo photographer's edit. And I was just like, I, I was, and I'm in this mode, like, okay, boom, I'm not editing any more weddings this year. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to take our life back. Like, I was in there. And then coronavirus, because I was, I believe that was like in February, March sure. when I had those photos edited. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely gave me back my life in my time. I, 
uh, outsourcing editing is definitely a a big 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 thing for me like and it's something that I would love to be able to afford all the time so I'm trying to like starting to like you know bake it into my pricing with my packages yeah also HoneyBook client that using as a client manager with invoicing and Mm. and contracts because I have friends that still do send out invoices and contracts individually and like all the stuff and I'm just like you know what there's these things called 17 hats and HoneyBook and uh, Dubsado, like there are other there are things that will make this easier for you. Go invest in them, get them because your life is in shambles and you don't even know it. Um, <laughs> or, and, or in some uh, cases, I think a lot of photographers know it, but they just kind of accept it. You know, like oh, they, they're no. like, this is just how it has to be. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna you know, hashtag hustle or whatever. But like, there are yeah, ways no. that you can save time. Remember that when we first got on here, I said I like nice things. That's yeah. a part of my nice things. I'm not. I'm not negotiating that. Like before I had a client, like a CRM, I just, I don't even know what I was doing. Um, it was horrible. Hmm. Um, just, it was just horrible. Like I would have to put things in my calendar by myself. Like, it was just too much. And I just, I liked it because I liked having a CRM only because I just like the organization of yeah. things. I like organized things and, and systems and processes that, that helps me and it helps my client, um, and whenever I have a client that tries to text me through booking or things like that, then there goes that time that I like it because now I'm talking to them through text and all right. that stuff. So I, I tell them all the time, go through my website and book. So that way you're going to get all the information and you won't have to ask all these questions. <laughs> now I'm spending all this time explaining the pricing and explaining yeah. my process and yeah. explaining how you got to prove the photos. Whereas if you just went through my website and booked, then all of, these, all of this information will be sent to you in a pro- brochure. And you would not <laughs> and have a pretty to. little for sure. Yep. <laughs> yes. And we wouldn't have to go through this. And then the other thing that I used to um, save my, me time is I just started, I just got a social media manager and she's uh, taking care of all my social media posts now, because right now what's going on, um, I've taken a more of an active uh, stance on what's happening actually on the, in, in the streets of Tampa. Yeah. And mentally I was not posting. Like I was not, social media was nowhere even on my radar and i'm like yo and then the other half of me my business side is like you have to make money ashley this is not making you money ashley (laughs) you need to be posting things advertising things like what's happening you need to be doing that and i'm posting all this black lives matter things and that's it was awesome and i after a while i said you know what i'm not even the mind in the mind frame to be making captions sure sure um to be posting things i'm not in a happy place right now yeah so i need to hire somebody so i hired somebody to do my social media posts um and they are making the captions and they are doing the posting and the curating and all this stuff i'm still making my posts and i archive them periodically but <laughs> it's just because i feel like i have to say something so yeah that's how i i outsource um and get my life back so i can still live my business life as well as my personal life the way I want to. Yeah. But I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think you have to be shy about that. Like you talked about getting a a different, like a separate personal Instagram, that kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, people, people come to know you as a photographer. And by the way, for anybody who hasn't taken the time to go to Ashley's Instagram, stunning work, you got to go take a look at it. Um, The photography speaks for itself, but the idea that you're also sharing what's important to you personally, and certainly to the culture at large, like, I, I don't know how that, that, would hurt your business it doesn't hurt my business yeah. i think i like I, it, and it's the subconscious side of me which is like my feed like i've been you know when you're in you've been you've been 
raised in this thing where you know this is your portfolio sure sure and i'm like but we're about to put this we need to pause we need to talk <laughs> about this <laughs> so that's where my mind is right now like yeah. it's just it's it's i feel like it, yes it is my portfolio and i do have black um work that i've captured at the protest still on my feet i kept that up boom i'm gonna leave that up there it's a black and white photos but i'm just like there's things that are consistently going on and i use my stories a lot yeah. Um, when I we need to talk about things, um, because I will rant, I will rant about what's on my mind, <laughs> um, and I can't put that on my. It just it's weird. I just can't put that stuff on my feed. I haven't brought myself to be able to do that yet, sure. and I'll put it up, but I definitely will archive it because I'm just like it can't stay up, and it's unfortunate. I've, I've had people, and because I've been speaking out on this, I've also developed a little fan base, a little troll fan base that likes to comment and do things. So social media is it's it's one of those things that make you makes you vulnerable because it's putting you're putting your brand out there. So yeah, that's that's. But I, I've hired somebody, so that saved me a lot of time. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's such an important thing. We have you know, Haley who runs social media for Photographers Edit and for Boca Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and so forth. Um, and that's really been a huge, huge help for me and for our brands. But. Um, yeah. it, whether it's social media or accounting work or editing or, you know, album designer, whatever it is, there's so many opportunities to, to save time. And like you pointed out, Ashley, where the opportunities exist, like, why would we not do that? Um, and I want to encourage yeah. all of our listeners to look for those opportunities. By the way, I have to ask you, you mentioned the cookout, uh, works or a conference rather. I've been to it a couple of times. One of the most amazing conferences in our industry period. Speaking of energy, period. I mean, like the, the energy is just out of this world. It's actually coming to Chattanooga this year, which is my hometown. It's where I live, um, the Chattanooga area. Are you going to be there? I'm going to be there. I'm doing a workshop, actually, on beginner's video editing. So I believe, I don't know if uh, it's public yet, but she we're going to be doing that in, when is it? Super soon. Yeah, October 4th through 7th in Chattanooga. And we'll actually link to the conference in the show notes at bookapodcast.com for anybody who's curious. I know that that not everybody that probably was originally planning on coming to the conference is going to be there because of COVID and understandable. Right. Uh, but we're going to, even if it's a small group, the energy is going to be amazing. There's going to be opportunity right. not only to learn, but also to connect with other photographers. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked that it's still happening. It's honestly one of the few conferences we were going to be involved in this year that is still happening. I'm really happy for that. Right. Yeah. Um, to Maya Colvin, she's been, she's over it. She's been pushing for it and she wants to do the, do things in a safe way. Yeah. So I commend her for it. I had already bought my plane ticket. So I'm like, sis, I'm coming. So it's, it's already, it's, it's happening. Oh, that's going to be, um, that's going to be so great. So I'm really excited for it and I'm pretty sure everybody's going to be safe. We're going to have all this, oh, yeah. uh, this amazing opportunity to just, you know, like you say, meet and, and network and maybe we might find, uh, meet some new photographers that come out. Hundred percent. I hope so for sure. Um, talk to me about a, an impactful book, business book, self help book, really any book that you would recommend to our listeners that's made a big impact on your life. I don't know about a huge impact, but okay. I was reading. Oh, what's the word? What's that book? Pop it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really good book. Um, for me to just start thinking about what am I doing as far as like pulling money aside for myself mm. in my in my business. Mm -hmm. Because everything right now is going back into the business, everything like and, and, and as far as like, you know, my of course, I have my living expenses, but I'm like, am I saving any money for me? No. So I was like, I really loved how that book kind of outlined some steps some like actionable steps of what you can do 
to start saving money for yourself. Um, I know one thing I've actually started doing is this envelope envelope method. And I don't know if that was in a book or, but it was, it's saving money from like a one to 100. Yeah. Like you number envelopes one to 100. And whenever you have cash, you put that money in those envelopes. I'm all about trying to save money because this, this, uh, what is this, this pandemic, who would have thought like this came so left field yeah. and everybody needs to shut down and yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, I was on this path of trying to get my business together and save money. And all of a sudden, boom, like this happened. So I'm like, I should be actively just saving money, putting money aside for my profiting first, like putting money aside for myself sure. at all times. So it's so true. And man, it's, I, I hate to see, I mean, certainly my company has been affected by it, but naturally because photographers have been affected by it, my company has been affected by it, but to see photographers hurt by it, you know, a, a um, somebody that I know, a photographer in the industry, is, has even had to to file for bankruptcy. And I'm sure that that's mm-hmm. not the only case. I'm sure there are many cases or stories similar to that. Um, like to, yeah. to think about being in that situation when, like you said, it comes out of left field or hit just out of the blue and we don't have cash reserves, stuff and saving, money and savings. Ah, man, it, that's a tough place to be. And Very. so you're, you're right. You're right. It's so important to, to be intentional about setting money aside um, I've had to learn that the hard way as well. And, and I'm, um, so I'm glad that you highlight that. We'll link to that book to profit first in the show notes at bocapodcast.com for everybody listening in. There's actually a really cool resource that Haley's put together called Boca B O K E H bookshelf.com, which shows or, or highlights the, the most popular books that have been mentioned on this podcast. Profit first cool. might actually be one of them um, because it's been brought up a oh, number really? of times, but yeah, we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes of bocapodcast.com for everybody. Um, Ashley, I want to jump into kind of our main topic at hand today. And um, by the way, for anybody listening in who is new to the podcast, uh, we've done a number of episodes around the topic of Black Lives Matter, the movement for equalities, particularly in the photography industry over the last two or three months. And um, Haley will put those, we'll link to those episodes in the show notes, as I mentioned, at bocapodcast.com, so you can kind of catch up on the conversation Ashley actually has a really great angle on this conversation. And Ashley, I'm just going to kind of quote you directly here. You said, we posted, we marched, now what? And I think that really beautifully sums it up. One, you know, we've, we've hopefully as, as an industry as a whole, we've made an effort to show solidarity for this movement. Um, and that's great. But now what? How do we actually proactively, intentionally, and consistently move forward? Uh, because actually, the, the idea that in 2020 we're still there's still a need for discussion about equality is mind blowing to me. Like the, how how we progress, you know, look, look at technology for example. Like even in my lifetime, I'm I guess some people might call me old now, but like I'm I just turned 41, and I've seen technology. You're pro- so young. <laughs> I feel I, I'm like 15 in my head, but um, I've seen technology progress in, in such an amazing, amazing way. And yet here we are, we still haven't gotten this equality thing addressed and racism addressed in the way that, I mean, we should have eons ago. It's just mind blowing to me. So it's sad that it has to be addressed, but it needs to be addressed. You've been willing to come on and talk about this today, but I like the proactive nature of asking now what? Now what do we do? Uh, Because it's easy to post and it's easy to talk, but what are we going to actually do about it? So I appreciate you being willing to to get into this conversation and maybe just to kind of start us off as an introduction, if you will, talk to us about your perspective 
in the last two or three months, uh, particularly in context of the photography industry, we've seen movement in the photography industry in a, in a positive way. But I'm curious about your perspective, your experience specifically as a woman, as a photographer of color, what has your experience been? Share the good side and the bad side. We'll start with the good. What, what have you seen that has been positive as a result of this, this movement? Um, it's for me, it's been very eye opening and I've seen a new, I've learned about myself, um, hmm. because this is the first time I've been able to be like, I can, I had, I had a way to be active in my community in this way, because I think when Trayvon Martin and those protests were happening, I probably was probably, I was probably just coming out of college or something like that. Okay. I wasn't really into photography. I wasn't really I didn't really know what was going on. I wasn't following what was going on. I understood that this is something monumental when it was happening. I sure. believe there were protests that were going on here in Tampa, Florida, but I wasn't in tune with what was going on. But now that I'm, I'm older and I'm like, I've experienced a lot more and I can see things that are going on around me a lot clearer. It just, it became a, a way for me to look inside of me and say, what are you going to do about it? So mm. the positive thing that came out of here, out of this for me was I was able to just learn something um, about myself. And I love speaking out about these things. I love being actively in the streets on these things. I love organizing things for people um, that don't really, they, the street thing might not be their thing. Um, emails might be their thing. Organizing groups might be their thing. I like to create avenues and vehicles so that we can move together um so we can do something that's going to be have a positive impact for the community it sounds like organization is is a a a really important dynamic or element i guess of this conversation for you because you you mentioned it to me before we started recording we're going to actually get into that in a little bit more detail later on um but i i just i have a lot of respect for the very proactive mentality again which is I see this happening. I'm certainly more involved than I was before because I'm more aware. I have more life experience. But what can I learn from this and how can I get better through this personally? Right. Um, that's that's humbling and, and, and I think inspirational too. It's really wonderful. Right. We have to create these things because sometimes people look, some people want to help or they want to do something. So if you create something, um, then boom, let's do this. I would, for me here in Tampa, if there were more groups or things, and there's something that was just created called Tampa Voices Matter, it's a group that's like a, a group that's helping elevate the voices for these these local campaigns, like for school board district and the sheriff and things like that. People that those elected officials, all those things. And I was like, boom, let me help y'all. If y'all need me to come out and shoot some events, mm. or y'all need headshots for people, yeah. like I want to back things i don't i don't want to organize a group i would rather be a group and i just come Mm. in with my skill and say let me help or let me put myself into that that's what i love doing so for me that's my thing i love connecting people to these groups and giving sharing these groups on my platform to say here's this here's that all that stuff so i love that um things good great things that i've seen coming out of this is i've seen these organized movements being created and organized movements that are being elevated so that I can learn about them and I can help push them out to people Hmm. and, you know, we can just move as a move as a unit. That's the good that's come from this. Um, I'm curious, what have you seen that's rubbed you the wrong way through this? I mean, it, you know, ideally this is a movement that is leading to progress forward movement with regards to racism, equality, but have there been certain things that despite that forward movement or at least the beginnings of it that have, 
come off the wrong way to you? I would say sometimes it's the silence hmm. that comes off the wrong way. Okay. Um, and that's from local people that live here in Tampa, local organizations and all those things. Like it just, you start to notice that a lot of here is particular in particular um, when this stuff, all this stuff per- first popped off with George Floyd, there was a guy, I guess, who had a lot of stake in a lot of the venues here. And he, some text messages were text messages were exposed where he was using the N word and all this stuff. And some of his employees, I guess, one of the managers, put it out there, and it was all over the news here in Tampa. Wow! And they kicked him out of, I guess, their circle or whatever. They claimed that he was stepping down, and we were like, "No, he needs to be fired. He could he could step down. All you guys want, like how all you guys say he, he might have stepped down, but he's still getting a check. Like he needs to be hmm. taken." out of the entire organization um and like it really made me sit back and think and ask people like have y'all noticed a lot of these venues haven't said anything and they're getting a good check from a lot of these brides that come to them so i've i've actually been told that a few brides have backed out of using venues because they haven't spoken up on what's been going on so i feel like that's that's a good thing. But the bad thing is, is I'm realizing that this is a bigger issue. Like and it's it's a lot of in our higher up circles that are are really silent on what's going on. So um, I was it was kind of disheartening. Yeah, and they're still silent. So that that's interesting. It, and then I guess that, that the flip side of that conversation, because that's really a good segue to my next point and, and really question in the end. There are people that are that are talking online anyway. Um, you know, posting to social media specifically and, and you get, and you and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but I, a, a huge, I guess, value really at the end of the day for me in my life is this realization. And honestly, I've, I've learned the hard way in various elements of my life over the last few years, um, that actions really do speak louder than words. Like it's easy to say something. It's another thing to do something. It's another thing to right. live an idea or a principle, and yet then at the same time, motive is really tough to judge when we're talking about words, right? Written or spoken. I mean, and I also said this to you before we started, and I think I mentioned it at least once, maybe twice on previous podcast episodes. But even as a white guy, like I'm seeing some of these posts pop up by other white people with regards to this movement. And they just came off like, like um, I mean, the phrase that, that I use is virtue signaling. Um, it honestly just kind of felt gross because it felt very forced, like suddenly this, yeah. this suddenly this post is made, these things are being said because it's kind of the thing to do in the moment. But right. is that, are those words actually being reflected in their day-to-day lives? Because again, I think actions speak louder than words. And then there's yet another side of this conversation, Ashley, which uh, is another reminder for me, which is, okay, so it's easy for me to judge the motive behind that. And yet I realize that I can't actually judge anyone's heart, truly know their intent, so I'm curious to get your take on this. I know this is a kind of a touchy topic and, and there'll be different perspectives on it, but where do you feel like there is a line between um, the assumptions that we make, the projections that we make based on our experience, based on our beliefs, and then actual reason for calling someone out on their hypocrisy or even labeling, labeling them as, as a racist? I think that's stuff. Like, I feel like there's racism and then there's implicit bias. Hmm. And and implicit bias is rooted in people's preference on things and racism is more so rooted in hate. And I make my decision based off of how they move 
and I'm definitely obser- always observing whether I'm asking people around them how they move yeah. if I don't know them personally yeah. or I'm looking and seeing how they've moved publicly because in the back end they may move a, a whole different way from what they're projecting out and that's where I think that where that implicit bias comes in as far as like they don't notice this is the image that they're projecting they may be doing all these great things behind the scenes they don't put it out there and that's that's all well and good as long as you as long as you're good but my thing is how do they respond if I call them out on it? Hmm. Are they going to not not pull out, oh, oh that's my black friend card. I don't want to hear that. Um, but I want to hear, you know, I'm acknowledging that, no, I have not been putting this information out there, but this is what I have been doing. Or this is some these are some things that I'm helping to progress this movement. It's not really even about what you're doing because that's self-centering. Um, it's how are you, what are you doing to progress this movement? Are you... Are you organizing things? Are you backing organizations that are putting forth things into place? Like, what are you doing in order to help the narrative of what's going on and giving black and brown, adding value to black and brown people's lives and showing that black people's black lives do matter? So, and then racism, I think, is rooted in hate. If I respond to, if I write something or say something to a racist person, how they respond tells me everything about all I need to know of whether they're racist or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I I'd like you were talking to me about that before we started recording as well, and and I, the way that you broke that down and explained it and kind of the nuance innate to that conversation, I think it's really important. Um, but I, I still like you mentioned, you know, talk, telling somebody that that this is what I'm doing is again kind of that virtue signaling, like trying to to put the, shine the spotlight on myself and make myself look good or sound good, right? Um, and and yet we I still think we need to be acting at the end of the day. So where is, I mean, where's the line between doing something for the sake of, you know, propping yourself up and then doing something for the sake of the greater good to actually bring helpful support to the Black Lives Matter movement, to this movement for equality, particularly in our photography industry? Yeah, well, it's it's just something like where you, it's just something that you do and you don't, if, if, if it's a lifestyle, it's something that's not really, something you would feel like that that needs to you be highlight. Yeah. about because yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a lifestyle you live this lifestyle it's not something that you need to say okay boom um this is what i did uh last month this is what i did in 2012 right. like were there little spurts or what are you what were what's happening and you have these dates recorded like what's what's happening with <laughs> like little spurts <laughs> right <laughs> like Oh, Trayvon Martin. Okay, so boom, we did a fundraiser yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, boom. And that's the other thing that was popping up, these fundraisers. And it was like, for Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, yo, are you trying to make money off of this movement? Or are you like, where's this money going? Um, I remember I remember at one point during this thing, there was a business. I forget the name of the business, and I'm not going to name the business on here. They raised like $10,000, but she her advertisement was, we're going to send fifteen hundred dollars to a we're going to support and donate fifteen hundred dollars to a black business Hmm. and she raised ten thousand dollars so a lot of business owners that were looking for some way to support something right were like here take our money and that's what inevitably happened and then she deleted the post and everybody was like yo wait who did the money go to what happened to the rest of the money like because we could see you could see how much money was raised so it was like I started to sit back and I'm just like, wait, what is happening? 
people are like trying to raise money for funds for this and for that. And people are hosting here in Tampa. They people are hosting panels and then selling either like you can pay to hear the replay. And I'm like, where's that money going hmm. to what organization? Like what, what? So I just said that everybody needs to pause. Everybody needs to press pause on the play because we have to like stop and look and see, okay, you have to, you have to look and see where is this, money which is really what people are looking for they're looking for the money where is this money going like are you being transparent in your motives like that's very important to me well and again i think at the end of the day our actions do speak louder than than our words and and you know whether it's it's certainly not one-offs here and there like you were talking about the little blips the little spurts but the the consistency in behavior is going to speak for itself uh, yeah. I, I think that's really important, but really this sets me up for my for my last question for you, Ashley. And uh, you and I also talked about this before we started recording, and I think there's a really interesting perspective here. What would you say is the main way that photographers and business owners in the photography industry can better use their platforms to promote equality in, in our industry? The best way to promote equality is to listen and have conversations with people that don't look like you. And gaining an understanding. Um, when you look at somebody's Instagram, um, if you're looking, if you're looking at somebody's Instagram for, I think we were talking about this earlier for diversity. And if someone doesn't know me, they would know they wouldn't know that my goal is not to uh, have a diverse profile. My goal is to inspire young kids so they can look and see Black love and aspire, you know, to have that one day. That's my goal. And if nobody had a conversation with me, they would not know that. If I don't have a conversation with somebody and I know their heart, however, they may show all white clients, but hey, they might like shooting in grass fields and all types of stuff. And a lot of black people don't like shooting that. Their, their demographic might not even have a lot of black people. So you have to start talking to people and making sure that you um, you understand where their heart is. So no. I'm all for conversation. All for conversation. I don't really judge people off of what's going on. I I, I make a decision off of their their response. Well, and, and you know, the thing about conversation is it gives us the opportunity to again develop a nuanced perspective. Whether you know we have the opportunity to, as you point out, just learn a little bit more about the way that they think, what they're doing behind the scenes in some cases, but then also to learn from their life experience or learn from their cultural perspective. Uh, right. I, I had the opportunity to grow up in Japan. I spent about 10 years of my life in Japan. And wow. most most of that time, we lived down, we lived out in the country, southern Japan, rice paddies, one of the most active volcanoes nearby. It was a really incredible place. But I was one of the very, 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 very few blonde white kids in the middle of this Japanese culture. And so I had the experience of, of being kind of the, the odd person out, if you will, in that in that context, but then also the opportunity simultaneously, despite the differences, to develop relationships and friendships with the Japanese people. And oh, I mean, I just I can't say enough about my experience there in, in, in the best way possible. Um, but right. it's those the willingness to invest in relationships, despite the fact that somebody might be a little bit different than you. Um, right. like let's, let's all grow up for God's sake. So like we're at this 2020 and the idea that we're we letting that somehow, yes, my, my word, <laughs> absolutely. Let's have some conversations, actually keep an open mind and listen. 
um, because what it will do for everyone will be just earth shattering if we're willing to actually take the time to do that. So I'm so glad that you highlight that. But then the other thing that you actually mentioned to me before we started recording that I'd really love for you to explain to our listeners is the significance of organization. What does it mean to organize, especially for companies in our industry, uh, for the sake of supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and supporting equality and squashing racism? What does that mean? Um, I would say what organ in regards to organization, um, a lot of companies they should just there there are already there are already organizations, there are already things that have been started and have been on top of this stuff. Look for those organizations and support those. So and if you don't see something, organize something so that people can, you know, get it together so that if, if, if you do need to make a statement or if, if something does need to happen and it involves that industry, then you have something in place to say, okay, boom, this is going to be an organized movement that all of us are going to be able to cre- carry out as a community. Like, I really feel like community is a big thing as far as like creating these organizations, making sure that everybody's on the same page yeah. as far as how you want to move. Yeah. Well, and I will say too, just from my personal experience, um, the opportunity that we've had at Photographer's Edit and the Book of Podcasts to get involved with the cookout conference has been, again, perspective altering. And I think that's where like, a willingness to connect with others can lead to perspective, which helps us grow. I've certainly grown in the last couple of years uh, and learned a lot. But um, if for anyone listening in and companies in particular in the photography industry, if you're looking for opportunities to support the movement, at the very least, reach out to Tamaya and the Cookout Conference because that's a great, great place to start. If, if you're like, I, don't, I just don't know which way to go on this. I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing, but I, I, I don't know which direction to go. That would be a great place to start too. And I, I, I mean, Ashley, obviously you know this having been at the conference, but my word, it is just an amazing, amazing community. I mean, it feels like the first conference we went to that was, what was that, two years ago, three years ago in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, it was in Atlanta. Then we went to New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, it, but I was going to say, even even just going to that first conference and meeting a number of photographers for the very first time, I, it was just, I walked away feeling like I, I had gone to like family camp or something. It was just, yeah. uh, the, the community is incredible. But again, for, for those who, and again, company owners in particular, who are looking for opportunities to support the movement and, and aren't quite sure which direction to go and you're looking for mm-hmm. that organization that, that Ashley is talking about, that's a great place to, to start at the very least. Um, and, right. And, and our- that's a great example of what you just gave. Like the cookout is something already that's created. But imagine yeah. some some other company just says, oh, we're creating a black photo conference. And you're looking like, there are there's already one. Like, mm. what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so like it's stuff like that has, has been has been happening some here in Tampa anyway. I don't know what's been going on in other cities. And I'm just like, yo, there is already something for this. Interesting. Okay. And yeah. You are just getting here. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I feel like for equality, uh, it's going to take a lot of like leaders have to know when to follow too. So hmm. even though you are a leader and you want to create something, I'm like, yo, there are already groups for this. I don't like, I don't really want people to reinvent the wheel. Like for me, if there's something already for for here in Tampa, there wasn't anything for black photographers. So I was like, okay, boom, let's create something. If there was already something, I would have been on it from day one. But we have to, if you don't see those vehicles, create the vehicle and then y'all drive forward. 
put people in the car and let's go. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm all about like that ride out mentality. Let's yeah. do this. Oh, absolutely. Well, just to kind of bring it back around. Yeah. The, your energy all day long, like you are, you are, you are a leader, like the epitome of a leader, that energy that you carry. And, and I hope you run with it because it's, it's such a great thing and, and it's so contagious. I really appreciate you. you, you being willing to, to do the show, Ashley, to share your perspective, share your experience. Um, will you remind all of our listeners one more time where they can follow you online, where to find out more about your brand? Uh, yeah, sure. My website is ashleykanae.com and then Instagram is ashleykanae. Um, and then Facebook is Ashley Kane videography, photography, um, on Facebook. So yeah, I'm pretty consistent across the board. Um, and I don't think I have, oh, we, I just create, we just created, um, a group, a network here in Tampa called Tampa black wedding and events network. So we're, um, basically black vendors here in Tampa cause there hasn't, there isn't one. And we noticed a lot of other cities had, had one. And we were like, why don't we have one? Let's make one. So, um, we created one and then we have Tampa black activist photographers. We're just a bunch of photographers like myself. I'm really a wedding and portrait photographers, but we're a bunch of professional photographers that decided to go out and start capturing what's going on in the streets. And that's what, um, that's what you guys have seen me post about recently about these museums and exhibits and things. Well, we'll make sure to link to all of this in the show notes. So everybody listening in, if you go to Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com, Check out the show notes for Ashley's episode, and you'll see the talking points from today, the links to the resources, including these websites. We'll put them all there. Thanks once again, Ashley. This has been lots of fun. Awesome. Thank you for having. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, photographers, for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is Nathan at bocapodcast.com. We do try to bring this show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.